What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Colin Stokes, here with my co-host, Owen Ruddick. What's up, Owen? Hey, Colin. Uh, really thankful for uh, you having me on. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be on a premiere of a show uh, that is you know, as promising as this one is. Oh, thank you. Stop it. You're making me blush over here. Um, you know, I just want to thank a couple people. I want to thank God, you know, right, for putting me here. Would. I want to thank God, and I want to thank my parents. You know, they always told me that I had a face for radio, so I just want to thank them for being so supportive. And here I am making my radio debut with uh, the best host in the game. Heck yeah. So as you mentioned, this is Bandit Bros Radio, our premiere episode. Um, you know, we don't really know what we're going to talk about today. We're, we're kind of just going to wing it. No idea. So you guys know as much as we do. Uh, we're just going to jump in. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bandit Bros Radio. Uh, find us on Instagram, same handle. YouTube channel, same handle. Come check out our socials. Show us some love. And let's get into it. All right, let's get rolling. Our first segment today we're going to call Hot Off the Press. And I'm going to have my co-host Owen take over. He's got some... Uh, I would say outlandish. That'd be a good word for it. That's a solid word. I mean, this is not your typical news. It's uh, kind of something to, you know, lighten the mood a little bit, something to make you smile. So I got a little something for you I think you're going to like. Let's hear it. Let's jump in. All right. So I've got three stories here. My first one, first headline, ready? Missing Turkish man joins search party for himself. So, like, dude was looking for himself. Did he know he was looking for himself? He had to have. I mean... So this just turned into a joke for him. I wouldn't say that, you know, like... You know, everybody goes through those times in life where, you know, they're they're looking for themselves. They're soul-searching, you know? like, right. Right, gotcha. and if you can get, like, the entire, for instance, the FBI to help you out, like, I don't know why you would turn down, like, resources like that. But, I mean, breaking that down, they're just looking for a body, right? I mean, that's fair, but, again... He's you know, also like, Turkish. I've heard Turkish people are kind of crazy. You think? I mean, they I've never be, right? met. I've never met. I someone. mean, this guy just full fledged like created a search party so that he could find himself. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think that probably backs up your point there. I, I think we should try this at yeah. some point. Okay. Just full fledged. Yeah. Nation. Right. Looking for you. Um, is this like a hide and seek prank? You think too? Like, I, I mean, think this is gonna. If I'm being completely honest, I think this has got to be a lot more serious than we're making it. What I think happened, I think you know, man's disappeared, right? Casual Friday afternoon, go on a stroll, don't come back. Hmm. He's walking around, he goes, hey, these guys are looking for somebody. <laughs> I want to look for him too. Come to find out it was him, Turkish man. Hmm. Do you think he found himself? You know, I think he learned a lot about himself during that. As one I would. think he did, so I'm, I'm proud of him. I don't know this man, but, you know, I think he's set quite the example for, for everyone. Hey, you know, if this takes off, we got to find Turkish man. True, we do. Just we ask do. him. We got to have him on. Yeah. We, we got to have him on. <laughs> All right, so the next one. The next one. All right, a family, quote, pet dog that killed ducks and chickens actually turns out to be a fox. <laughs> I mean, all, you're telling me everyone in that family dropped the ball on that one? <laughs> I mean, I know there's lots of dogs out there, but, st- I mean... A dog that looks like a fox. Right. I've seen dogs that look like bears, though. Like there's some big, you know, you're looking at like a like a newfie, We're... black bear. Okay, but a fox. But we got to think we we got to think that's a figure of speech, right? Like that's true. If you if you say a dog looks like a bear, I mean, most people just take that as you know the dog's huge, right? 
Whereas like, I mean, this is a fox. Like that tail looks like a like a sweeper duster. Okay. You know? That's fair. Like you well, do have th- got to be blind. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Do you think this is more so like a, uh, like there's people that have raccoons as pets. Okay. Do you think this was an intentional? No. This makes it very, definitely sound like it was a pet dog. Okay. So they're just, oh, look at little spotty over here. Okay. My question is, is like how, what do they think when like the fox doesn't bark? That thing ain't barking. I mean, they just got a quiet dog. They had a yeah, just quiet dog. I don't, I don't get it, man. I mean, you. Other drop, point. Other everyone point dropped the ball on that one. Other point to bring up here. People come over, right? Mm-hmm. Do they just not have any guests in their home? Right. True. Nobody else noticed. It, I blame. Maybe the Turkish man found the fox. Too. I blame society. <laughs> I blame society for that one. All right, and our last and definitely not least, hot off the press. Okay. Sexy Bernie Sanders outfit could be the scariest costume this Halloween. Was that is that like this Halloween? Like just came out? Uh, yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, man's got it going on. If you want to be completely honest, I think that it had to have been so scary that I did not see a single one out there. That's true. I, mean, I don't know what country this is in, but um, I mean, I don't think those things flew off the shelves. So I don't know how many people actually I, took those things. That's true. I mean, I did see a couple of them that were. You know, political figures, they're like the blow-up ones. True. Never saw True. a Bernie Sanders one, Most, though. Yeah, yeah. But... Most of them very exaggerated. Right. I mean, this is the one... They have it posted, the the hands and the mittens crossed. Oh, the, sitting with in the, the chair. The, yeah, the with the mask on. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I also don't really know how you can make that all that, that hot. So how does... Okay. So, like, when... Say little Tommy, six-year-old Tommy, dresses up as Bernie Sanders sitting in a chair. Right. I said sexy, and you brought up a six-year-old? Uh, okay, 35-year-old man dresses up as... Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay. 35-year-old man dresses up as sexy Bernie Sanders. Okay. Question number one, what makes it sexy? Okay, that's fair. Question that's number fair two, question. if it's supposed to be him sitting in a chair... Okay. Say dude goes to a Halloween party, right? Yeah. There's like, oh, that's just sexy Bernie Sanders over there. <laughs> right. I mean, the chair. Does he have a chair with no, him? No, that's a good point. I was just about to go there. Is the chair the sexy part? But no, it's there's no way, right? I Did mean, you just say a chair is sexy? That's the whole point of the costume, I thought, right? He's sitting down. I figured Bernie Sanders would have like a bikini on. Dear God. Well, you went sexy and that's where I went. Okay. Right. But you got to think the meme, right? That's the meme. Right. But what part of that can become sexy? Okay. So anyway. The example they have, the jacket is above knee level. I won't say it's all that short. I mean, there's definitely been shorter costumes. Okay. Um, but it's basically just the jacket. And so there's nothing underneath. It, it's well, there, maybe it's it's closed in the example, but I, you know, I'm as stumped as you are. I don't really what about understand the pants? how that are can there be pants? that sexy. Are there pants? It's like jacket no and like short shorts. Example. No. Ooh. I mean, we are literally just talking a jacket that. Uh, looks to be oversized on what would be a woman despite your example of the 35 year old man <laughs> well, I, touche all right i mean again breaking it down if this is did it say if it was a unisex costume or is it strictly for women not saying that guys genuinely generally go out and get sexy costumes but right. i mean 
normally you have like the generic sexy costumes, like sexy nurse, sexy right. cop, pilot, they whatever. Tr- They're going along that trend. I think they were trying to make that a thing. Now, was it advertised as sexy Bernie Sanders, or was it like the knockoff, like sexy old politician? Oh no, it's Bernie Sanders for sure. Okay. The arms are crossed, the mask is on. Um, Do you have a picture of it? Yeah. Well, I'll be right. I mean, that there's no way that's anybody else. Right. You know. I mean, side by side, they look identical. Right. Exactly. I mean, I can't even. I don't know. I'm Why? not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. No, I'm not gonna say I th- that. <laughs> I not. think I know what you're gonna be for Halloween next yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. That's definitely on the list. Yeah. Number one? As of right now. I mean, I got nothing better. Yeah. If you got nothing better, I mean, that's basically a lock. See, my go-to Halloween costume, this year, you know, when is Bonnie and Clyde, but next year, hear me out, Dexter's Laboratory. You can get the significant other. She can dress up as Dee Dee. Okay. And I can just walk around and scream, get out of my lab. Okay. Wow. Don't you think people are going to take that the wrong way? No, I mean, well, that's the show, right? And easy costume, just need an orange wig, big glasses, lab coat. Nice. Okay. DD's just like a pink outfit with, like, pigtails. Okay. I could could do it. I think I could rock it, right? There's been way harder to pull off, for sure. I saw a costume, it was, they dressed up as, like, uh, people from the Titanic. Dear God. But the cool thing about it was, is they'd put, like, the fake like ice all over them mm-hmm. and made them look like they were frozen. Oh, that is cool. Right. That's unique. Yeah. That's so nice. like, and the other thing was, is it wasn't like a store-bought costume. Like obviously they went right, out yeah, for I it. Know, yeah. so I'm just a guy that like, you right. know, you walk to spirit Halloween and grab something. something on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. I'll grab mm-hmm. and go. Yep. Exactly. Gotcha. Yep. It's all wrapped up. It's all comes in the same thing. <laughs> I mean, you just open and then it, it up, throw it, it on. It goes right back into the same bag yeah, right yeah. after. Mm-hmm. And you never use it again. <laughs> never. Nope. Well, now that we got those pressing news stories out of the way, you want to jump into some sports stuff? We can do that. Jump into some sports stuff. Yeah. Alrighty. So today we're going to run through a little hot stove action for you. Uh, MLB season, you know, it's the middle of November right now. MLB free agency is taking off. Hot stove's already heating up. Oh, it's we're cooking on it right now. It is. Yeah. Uh, who? I mean, who do you got? What's a big pick for you today? Um, you know, big story for me: Justin Verlander back the Astros talking 25 million dollars for a 39 year old starting pitcher i mean do you think he's worth a 39 million i think that coming off of tommy john didn't pitch at all last year coming off of tommy john astros re-signed him for 25 million and he's 39 i mean anybody else you think that's probably quite the reach i mean you haven't seen the guy he's 39 coming off tj Mm -hmm. a lot of pitchers throw harder off tj do you think there would be any other team in the league that would offer Justin Verlander that much money to come for a one-year deal? Probably not. Astros would probably be the only one. I mean, you got nothing to go off of. That's true. You got nothing. You don't know his current state. Granted, what a- he's got he's got the resume. Right. I mean, he's a gamer, man. Right. He's right. a gamer. Word on the street is too is that before he made this sign that he was wanting to come back to Detroit. Is that right? Yeah. Other word on the street, you know, the street right next door, 13th Ave, mm-hmm. that Miggy has two years left on his, and he's just hanging it up. Two years. My question posed to you now. Okay. Do you think JV purposely, purposefully took the one-year deal in order to finish that 
come back to Detroit in 2023 and retire with Miguel Cabrera where it all started. Now that's an interesting, interesting theory there. Mm, you know, that would be the contract to uh, to kind of wrap it up with if you were going to try and go out on a one- and two-year plan there. Right. You know, get one banger deal and then just kind of wrap it up with uh, with one of your homies that you were playing with for years and had so go much back success to the with. program yeah. that started you off, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, sticking with Tigers pitchers, the other one that interests me a lot is Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, what a I mean, coming to Detroit, right? Out of out of nowhere, it seemed like I mean, right. Detroit's been, you know, Carlos Correa this, Carlos Correa that, mm-hmm. and I, then just dropped on you, Eduardo Rodriguez. I love it though. Think about it though, because major league ballparks are all different, right? Mm-hmm. Comerica is famously known to be a pitcher's ballpark. I mean, four twenty in center field, really, really wide, far gaps. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't build a team around pitching when you think about it like that. If you got dudes that can throw it over the plate and get people out, that's what your ballpark's made for. You're going to play 81 games there a year. Started 20-plus games in Boston. Would probably say he was – was he was he the top of the rotation for a while? Because I know Chris Sale came back towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say so. I mean, he led, led the team in wins. Okay. I didn't. I'm, I'll be completely honest. Didn't watch a lot of Boston baseball. Only time I watched was the. Uh, they play the Yankees in the postseason. Yeah. Seemed that, like he provides a lot of stability to the Tigers' starting rotation. I mean, you're right. looking at a lot of guys that young talent have been hurt. Michael Fulmer, even he's getting up there. He's 29, 30, but he's been hurt on and off. Hasn't logged that many innings lately. Um, Rodriguez, on the other hand, for the Red Sox, he logged nearly 20 more than what. The Tigers' leading pitcher did last year, Casey Mize. He right. eclipses them by 19 innings. So instantly, you've got somebody who's going to be hopefully a little bit more stable, adds a veteran presence to the clubhouse. Right. You got, you know, Casey Mize is in there. Matt Manning's been thrown around. He was up for a couple starts, bounced around. Helps these guys like, you know, if Fiedo gets up been there. up there, right. Turnbull, Scooble. I'm hoping that they have a, a solid staff. Yeah. Non biased. I mean,. Tigers got to get back to where they were. Yeah, they'll have right. that staff's got serious potential. Now throwing that on there, flipping from defensive to offensive. I know we're sticking strictly to Tigers right now, but it's just, I mean, to us, there's a lot of stuff going on with Detroit, right? Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, that Carlos Correa is at the top of their list. He has to be right. They need a shortstop. Ryan Creedler down in AAA. He's he's starting off hot. You know, he had a great season last year, but they just need some veteran presence there. You know, they have a lot of young talent. That knows how to hit the ball, good defensively, but they don't really have that veteran presence of, you know, the leader in the clubhouse, per se. Right. Jonathan Scope has got to be one of those guys that they were kind of looking for that in. Um, But Carlos Correa would add a completely different uh, next-level kind of veteran presence. I mean, he, like I was saying earlier, Comerica, big defensive ballpark, great defensive shortstop, has an absolute cannon, 6'5", got range. Uh, be really big if they can, you know, fork up the money to him. I got to think he's not going to be a cheap, uh, cheap sign. No, he's he in the class that he's going with. You got Trevor Story, Corey Seager, um, Marcus Simeon's in there. All he's not a shortstop, but middle infield talent. I Correa's he's going to be the big money winner here. Well, and you know that being in the market that they're in, they're going to compete for what they're worth. Right. You know, they're going to say, well. For instance, Story is going to 
say Correa is worth this, so I think I'm worth this. You know, none of those guys, Seager, Story, Correa, none of them are going to be cheap at all. And Correa, I think, is going to be the most expensive. So right. it would be very surprising if the Tigers were able to pull that off. Not really a team that – they've done a good job cutting, you know, money in the last few years. Right. Last, quite I mean, a few guys that they're paying pretty cheap. Really the only one that is weighing them down. Miguel Cabrera's contract. Everybody, when they signed it, would say that – you know he's the best hitter in the game. He definitely deserves to get paid, but he's he's starting to go downhill. He's yeah. he's getting up there in age. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely he's so far from the triple crown hitter that right. he was. So and I think it's it's very safe to say that Detroit needs a shortstop too. Yes, out of every other position, not a whole lot of stability at shortstop. No, Tried yeah, Nico Goodrum. Nico was there for a while. You got Zach Short, who's got great hands, great defensive shortstop. Um, yeah, uh, Willie Castro was there for a little bit. Yep. Trying everybody out, you got but, nobody. Correa would be obviously provide a ton of stability. Let everybody else kind of settle into their other positions there. I mean, that. so this this is another thing I want to get into. In in my opinion, you know, we're talking about free agency still. Let's just let's go through and break down. You know, top top ten free agents right now. Okay. Um, we're gonna. I mean, starting off. In this class, it's it's got to be Carlos Correa, right? Right, he's got to be up there. Where I mean, do you think he comes to Detroit? Do you think he signs a uh, a big money deal somewhere else? I don't think that he goes to Detroit. Okay. I think there's been a lot of talk about Detroit because they're kind of in a position to, you know, they got young guys coming up. You'd think that they would start to add the the veterans around, but I don't think that he'll be satisfied with with playing in Detroit. I don't think they'll get a deal done. Well, he I mean, he does have the relationship with manager AJ Hinch. That's true. Um they said report came out yesterday that they were having breakfast Thursday morning together. That's fair. Uh reporter said that they were there for a couple hours. Do you think having that relationship with the manager of the team holds any resonance as to Correa deciding on a team? You know, do you think he would say someone gives him, you know, just to make this super easy? One year, $45 million. Okay. Right? Say that's some other West Coast team where he's where he's from. Mm-hmm. Say the Tigers offer him a one-year $40 million. $5 million difference, but he knows A.J. Hinch and the manager going in. Do you think that's going to hold uh, at the same level for Correa, knowing Hinch is there and knowing you know what he's going to be getting out of him? Or do you think he's going to go all for the money? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one because, yes, he's familiar with Hinch. I'm sure they have a good relationship. They're spending that much time together just on one occasion. I played for him in Houston, and they were very successful, obviously. Um, you know, but with the Tigers being such a project, I got to think that that's probably still a no. Okay. Um, we're looking at a Tigers team that is not contended for – a division title right and you're talking about a shortstop who knows his worth has been there done that won the world series multiple despite times. despite what anyone says about the world series he's won the world series and he knows that that's right. the whole point he doesn't need to prove anything to himself he, you know i mean maybe maybe on the flip side maybe that's something that he is kind of willing he's like motivated and wants to take up he wants right. to lead a team 
too. So there's that side too. Right. So this the next one that I have on the list I think is really interesting. If the Tigers don't happen to sign Carlos Correa, another great shortstop prospect for them. Uh, still come out of the West Coast. Uh, kind of got bumped around. Uh, Corey Seager, right? Mm-hmm. Longtime Dodger. He uh, Every postseason run, he's been huge for him. But with the acquisition of Trey Turner, right, there's there's not really that much room for him over there well, anymore. You know, and it's hard to make room or compete when the guy that your team acquires leads the league in hitting. Right. You know, that's that's tough. And he's also the fastest player probably in, in baseball right now. Um, so Corey Seager, I would agree, is a fantastic option for the Tigers. He's mm-hmm. not going to be as expensive, I don't think, as Correa. Um, and then between him and Trevor Story, I think Seager's really smooth in the infield. And I think that Seager does a better job of just hitting the ball hard. I think Story's more of a hit the ball out of the yard kind of guy plays whole year in, or a uh, whole season. Sorry. His whole career in Colorado. Whereas, you know, Comerica is going to be a completely different ballpark. Mm-hmm. I mean, story can run steals bases, but at the same time, I think the Seager's probably a better fit between those two. And in terms of money, I think he's probably better than, than Correa. Right. Now, looking at this list, there's there's one name that stands out to me on this list. Uh, I think all top ten can go to new teams. I think there's one player on this list, though, that he's going to stay right at home, and, and that's Freddie Freeman. I think so, too. Right? I, think he's, I think he's a brave, you know, till, he, till he's done, till he hangs him up. Long time brave, I think. And I think, I mean, he. I don't think he can go anywhere else. I'm not saying that he can't go anywhere else. I think he can go to plenty of teams. Oh, I just, obviously. I just don't think. Have him. Yeah, I don't think Absolutely. he's going to want to. I don't think so. Either. I think he's made his home there. He's played his whole career there. I don't think he leaves. I think they stay. He'll re-sign for, you know, I would say whatever Atlanta's going to give him. And at this point, Atlanta's got to give him something more. I mean, he's just he's consistent. He's he's doing everything that you'd ask out of a player, and then some, right? I 100% agree. If he didn't prove it before this season. He definitely did this season, this postseason. I mean, you had a guy that I was watching one of the games. He's 0 for his last five with five strikeouts. He comes up, laces a ball over the left center field fence. Mm-hmm. And he just has the heart of the city, loves the city. He's got his family there. I I, I agree. I can't see him going anywhere. I got to think they'll pay him handsomely, but I don't think he's going to really be all that. Um, he's going to get what he deserves. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think it'll be a mutual – um, handsome payment. Okay, Chris Taylor, another Dodger. Mm-hmm. I see him fitting in pretty well in Philadelphia. That's fair. I mean, he's a really valuable dude. Um, gets a lot of clutch hits in the postseason. Right. We're talking a Phillies team that is just, you know, knocking on the door to try and get in the postseason. Right. Acquire Bryce Harper, who wins the MVP this year. It's still not enough. Right. Chris Taylor, valuable guy, play all over the diamond. Mm-hmm. Really clutch, veteran guy. You know, do you think they take him and throw him in the outfield, or do you, I mean, because he's just like Mister Utility, right? He's okay. played all over the place. Um, I I would think he has to come in into an outfield spot. I would agree. That's more than likely. With Didi Gregorius up the middle, you know, I don't really see a whole lot of room for him on the infield. So I I got to think probably. Probably left, 
And I don't think he's much of a center fielder. So right now, I mean, they they got Mickey Moniak in center. From what this roster is telling me. But, I mean, Roman Quinn's been out there a lot, mm-hmm. bouncing around. He's a speedster. Not really a hitter. Nope. But, nope. I mean, I feel like they have a lot of guys, but... You know, they started off hot. They had Reese Hoskins, Real Mudo's there still. They have the talent, but, you know, they're just – I don't feel like they've clicked together yet. No, I definitely agree. And we're we're looking at probably an outfield spot if he does go there because you've got Hoskins at first base, Staple at first base for mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Gene Segura, been there, done that guy, veteran guy at second base. Alec Bohm, who I think they really like as a young dude. And then, obviously, like I said earlier, Didi Gregorius been around, been there, done that, seen some big stuff. So, I would agree with you. He, like you said, he might actually take that center field spot for them. Right. Another another outfielder I want to jump to real quick. Uh, Nick Castellanos, right, was lighting it up to start the season, kind of fizzled out towards the end a little bit, but, you know, he's still a top guy. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And I don't know about you, but just thinking about, you know, who has who, um, the Miami Marlins, they don't, with the subtraction, they lost Adam Duvall back to Atlanta, won his ring there. I think they're lacking in the outfield spot. You know, they have they have upcoming, you know, old Vandy player, J.J. Blade, who may or may not make an impact this year. I do like that. I think you you might be onto something there, too, because this is a Marlins team that, has shown significant improvement the last few years. And Castellanos has kind of been, lately, his role has kind of been that trade-in for a second-half postseason kind of guy. I, I think, think he's looking to settle down with a contract. And I think that the Marlins are – Miami know, Beach, baby. It's I think so. A couple <laughs> postseason appearances, I think they're willing to throw another veteran guy in there, make a signing. Mm-hmm. So I think you actually – that's a good – I think that would be a good fit for him. Last, I mean, let's just run one more because I'm I'm really excited to get to the next segment. Okay. Clayton Kershaw, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's that been there, done that kind of guy. I mean, he's 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 knocking on the door for that. Yeah. Do you think his time in L.A. is over? With with the signing of Max Scherzer, um, obviously this whole Trevor Bort, Trevor Bauer stuff. That's I I don't see Bauer coming back. Anytime soon? No, and Bauer kind of throws a wrench in it, I think. I think that I think with too. with Bauer available, I don't think that Kershaw – I mean, don't get me wrong, Kershaw is still very, very capable of being a fantastic, you know, one-two pitcher. Mm-hmm. But he's just not the same as his prime in he's, Los Angeles. I don't think anymore right now he can stack up. You know, you got Max Scherzer if he decides to go back to the Dodgers. Yeah. He's their ace. Oh, yeah, 100%. Number two is Walker Bueller. Yep. Right? And do you think Kershaw would be willing to step in to be a three or four guy? I don't think that's necessarily the problem. I don't think that he's not willing to. Um, I just think he's toward he's he's. I, I mean, just don't know if he can compete with those guys. Yeah. I think that they can probably find somebody and who's going to be just as. It used to be, you know, you go into a, you go into spot. a series at L.A. and it's like, oh man, we got we got Kersh today, yeah. right? Yeah. Now it's you go into the series. It's ah oh man, we got Max Scherzer. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, now or you have Walker, Walker Bueller. Yeah, right. Definitely. 
who I think are two very condi- very different pitchers, and they play off of each other really well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would 100% agree. I mean, both of them, obviously, they throw pretty hard. Walker, obviously, with a ridiculous fastball. And then Scherzer with changeup and the slider. So I would definitely agree. It's a different look. But at the same time, he's got that two-seam, too. That's that's a hard one, too. Mm-hmm. So that's a difficult one, too. But I, I agree. They definitely build off each other. It's a good one-two punch. Right. So we, we've done a lot of baseball today. We've done a lot of sports. We're going to switch gears. I've been looking forward to this one. I'm I'm excited. You you have no idea what I'm about to tell you. These well, are all going to be. I know the segment, but not the material. You, yeah, so th- I, this is going to be brand new for you. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was excited I'm ex- for this too. I'm excited to uh, yeah. to get your reaction. Uh, popular popular Reddit page. Am I the asshole? We're going to run through three of them. We're going to get some genuine reactions here. We're we're just going to jump right into it. Let's you ready? Do it. Oh, I'm alrighty. Am I the asshole for refusing to return the $600 gift I bought my mom for Christmas? To start, I want to mention that unlike my wife, I have a very good relationship with my mom. And because my siblings can always afford pricey gifts for my mom this year, I decided to gift her something nice and expensive for once on Christmas. Though I'm currently unemployed, but I work... This is just awful grammar, by the way. This is just straight (laughs) copy and paste. Uh, he's currently unemployed, but he has worked for the past few months, and his wife and him share a joint bank account. Okay. The problem began when my wife found out I purchased a $600 necklace for my mom to gift her on Christmas using our joint account. She went off on me saying I should have told her and I shouldn't have taken the money from our joint account that she uses to pay the bills and rent, especially now that we're struggling. I asked why should I tell her, since it's for both of us, but she reminded me that despite that being true, one... I no longer work. And two, $600 is a lot, and I should have consulted her, but the reasons I didn't are, one, I feel that it's my money too, and I can make purchases using our joint account, and two, I know if I told my wife, she'd refuse to let me buy the gift solely because she hates my mother. She yelled at me saying that this is her hard-earned money, and I threw away and needed to return the necklace, but I refused because my mom already knows about... Okay, you already know about the gift, right? If you want to be like... Hey mom, look, I got you a pricey gift, like my brother and sister. Yeah, I wouldn't just go and tell her, be like, "Hey, look what I got you for Christmas." No, I wouldn't either. Okay. I don't know why. So, problem number one. Yeah. Um, if you got a gift that's gonna knock your mom's socks off, why would you ever tell her? Exactly. You what? just gotta get that surprise factor yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, my wife insisted I return it, but I said no, and it escalated to me calling her bitter and controlling after she pointed out I never got her anything in this price range. I feel like that's going to be key. Okay. She's insisting I return it and at least get a cheaper one, but I'm done being the one with the least expensive valuable gifts to gift in the family. She is making this her hill to die on. Am I the asshole? All right. This has got some serious layers to it. I mean, this is something we could talk about for for quite a while here. Well, first of all, first of all. Okay. We've already mentioned this. Strike number one. I mean, you can tell people about gifts, but if you're right. wanting to go like heavy hitter, oh, big yeah. gift, no, hundred percent. Why are you throwing that out there? Why are you showing your hand? Yeah, right. Definitely. Number two, doesn't have a job. Yep. Joint account. Yep. I know they're joint accounts together, but but what do you contribute? Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing. Absolutely yeah. zero. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Thing number two on it. If it's a joint account, 
I feel like you should tell them no matter what. Oh, right? definitely. You told the wrong person. Yeah. Like you must have been <laughs> instead of telling in some instead of telling your mom you bought it. Mind, yeah. You are not right. Um, Strike number three, and I think this. I mean, not that it's the kicker, but he's never bought anything for his wife in that price range. Like he's. I mean, I understand. Like you got to love your mom. Yeah. Y- you love your mom, yeah. right? But if you go from buying, you know, your wife thirty. $50 pair of earrings every once in a while mm-hmm. for Christmas yeah. and then it's bam $600, $600 on mom on your mom yeah yeah well you know see I'm torn between you know a son his mom should have his heart his mom should be the most important woman in his life however we're talking and all males know this mm-hmm. happy wife is a happy life exactly I mean if you are upset in the general that is not good and you got to think that through better young man so especially I mean, if you're not putting anything in that joint account yeah i mean she is not gonna be happy i figured this would be an easy one to start off with because i figured we both agree that this dude is 100 percent the asshole oh, in yeah, this situation this guy is 100 percent the asshole like i mean it's it's a lose-lose for him oh, yeah. right 100 there's no way out of this situation because even if he returns it Right, then he's the he's, asshole to he's, his mom. He's pissing his mom off. Oh yeah, because he already told her. Yeah, yeah. He no, just this guy's he just, screwed. Yeah. He's an asshole. <laughs> yep. I wish I could comment on that right now on Reddit and just be like, "You're an asshole." I think everybody did. If yeah. I'm being completely well, that's honest, that's good. Yeah, you're the asshole for sure. Alrighty, next one. Yep. Get a little get a little deeper here. Okay. Am I the asshole? My mom took my son to multiple doctor's visits, and I didn't know until today when I got a call saying I owe $1,000 in medical bills. So my son lives with his mom, and my mom likes to put herself into situations she isn't involved in. My son hurt his foot and went to the ER, and the ER said it was a sprain. My mom took it upon herself to take him to an orthopedic doctor and get him looked at. They said it was broke, and the ER was just rushing him off, so that's why they missed it. That's the only appointment that I knew of, and that was back in April. Turns out she has been taking him to follow-ups for the past seven months, and they have been billing me for it, but they don't have any of my info to bill me. Now I owe $1,000 to the doctor, and I don't think I should be the one who pays it, as I didn't take him and didn't know. So I told my mom that she needs to cover it via text, so she calls me and starts a big shit fest over it, and says it's not her place to tell me and tries to gaslight me, saying... That she didn't have them, she didn't have her info on file. They had his. Now we are at ends, and I told her to not take him to another appointment that I or his mother didn't set up. She still won't pay. Am I the asshole? Mm, tough one. As a father, you are most definitely responsible for the health of your son. Mm-hmm. I agree. But you're also not the warden if he doesn't live with you. Right. So the fact that there were multiple appointments, that makes sense. But at the same time, if they're necessary, you should still take it upon yourself. I mean, it's your son. Right. The thing that sticks out to me the most here is the opening line of, my mom likes to put herself into situations she isn't involved in. That's fair. Like her own grandson. Yeah. 
you can't be involved with your grandson? Yeah. What is that about? Right. Especially if you feel that he's not getting adequate care. Yeah. You as a I mean, as the guardian parent. Yeah. You have to be able to take care of your kid. Mm-hmm. What was he doing in the times like? Right. What, what I would be curious to see as to like what the situations were as mm-hmm. they involved. Was it like grandma comes over and she's like, "Hey, we're going out on a picnic," and then she just took him to a doctor's appointment? Right. I gotta think. So he mentions that the son lives with his mother. Correct. So if you don't live with your son, how do you know the extent of the situation? Right. You know? Right. 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 How do you know? Other than you're reading a text from so and so saying the ER said that his foot is sprained. You right. Know, you're not looking at it. Right. You know, you're not asking him questions about it. And the other thing too is like, dude's an asshole for fighting it. Right. Oh, definitely. Like if you're if your kid's like, hey, I have a broken foot or whatever he yeah. said he had. Yeah. Right. You should be like, let's hop on that. Get, yeah, get that let's taken take care it of. Looked at. Yeah. Not. God dang it, mom! You didn't pay for this. Yeah. Like, what is that about? Yeah. No, that right? makes you, you sound like you're sitting in your basement, you're 40 years old, you got a kid, and you're still telling mom to take care of it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, dude, I, dude's definitely an asshole for this situation. Like, just just the opening remarks, right? No. My mom likes to put herself in a situation she isn't involved in, yeah. like her own grandson. Yeah. If you have an issue with that, like, there, I mean, maybe there's some, like, deep-rooted stuff going on, but... I'm I mean, starting to see quite the trend here. I mean, I think we're going to call a lot of people assholes. <laughs> and I would agree. This uh, this guy definitely sounds like an asshole. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. This one's a long one. But I felt like the way it was described was just so off the wall that I really wanted to get your reaction for well, it. Well, Colin, luckily for you, I'm here for a good time and for a long time. So <laughs> lay it on me. Let's hear it. Am I the asshole... For deleting my boyfriend's chess account. Chess account? We're talking about the game, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Please, please elaborate. My 23 female boyfriend, 24 male, is a massive chess buff. He will spend hours rambling about chess, days arguing on forums, and spend eternity on his online chess account. He spent around 10 years building up his account and loves to play. I, on the other hand, can play, but I'm nothing compared to him. However, he has recently been even more engrossed in this chess, addic- chess addiction. I'm talking all-nighters spent on that site, following dumb tournament streams and replaying other matches. Side note, why would anyone replay someone's matches? Fair point. That's a very fair point. Even more suspicious is the fact he is now using his phone for chess, something he's previously swore to not do since, a- since according to him, quote, the phone UI sucks. His phone now always keeps pinging with chess notifications, and the most suspicious part is that they are messages from someone on the site. The notifications don't tell me who they are or what they're saying, just, quote, someone has sent you a message. The straw that broke the camel's back was when he told me, with two hours' notice, that he would be leaving for a chess tournament, but he told me at 5 p.m. Who in their right mind holds a tournament at 7 in the night and stretches it into an all-night event? He told me it was a university event and showed me an unrelated message that was apparently proof. He then got pissy when I told him that he wasn't to go because I was fed up with him for treating me like a side table in his house. He told me that I can't tell him what to do and then left early. What I did after this was I did the forgot your password option on his account, reset the password, logged in, and deleted it. An hour later, my phone gets blown up with text, which I say, I will talk to you later. Enjoy your tournament. And blocked him. Am I the asshole? 
You see, Colin, we're facing a very unique situation here, and it's pretty crazy that this is happening in the premiere of your of your podcast here. We have to throw stuff out here. We got to get some people I mean, to listen. We here. will break this down. However, my initial thought is you are both assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do not want to talk to either one of these individuals. I don't know who you are, but I hope Reddit tells these people I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Um, what, what's your reasoning for it? What's, give me give me your breakdown. So don't get me wrong. This guy has a problem, right? I mean, we're talking about chess here. I mean, is this like a gambling chess thing? Because obviously everybody's a little more familiar with gambling addictions, drug addictions, alcohol addictions. You that, went way too deep here. Why Why are you? He's addicted to, to chess. He's addicted, yeah, but you. you <laughs> I just want to break down your train of thought Okay. Here. You went from chess, a board game. <laughs> To drug addiction. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here, hold on. Let me explain. Okay. Go ahead. I'm so, so excited to hear okay, this. Okay. So is he really that addicted to chess or is it something about it? Like, does he play for money? That was my question. Does he play so, chess for money? Is it a form of gambling? So everything that I've gotten in here says that there is no money. Okay. Um, Which also well, makes mean, you a loser. You're 23. Good job. He's 24, actually. What, exactly. <laughs> um. I, but, you know, in here it also says it took him 10 years to build his account up. What is there to build up? Is this just like a win-loss ratio? I don't know. Is there like a world ranking thing? That's got to be I, what it I is, I bet right? you there probably is. A yeah, wins and losses, yep. a world ranking. It's got to be something like that. I mean, in, in other gaming, that's basically what it is, except for, you know, you get to the point where somehow you win money, and right. that doesn't sound like this is happening. I would have, I mean, I would have to say that he's winning money. Like, even if it doesn't say it, I would have to say that there's some type of monetary um you know reward well you for, would think right right unless man's is just extremely obsessed with chess this is also a problem if that's not communicated between you and your significant other that you're making money doing this then that's also an issue like, right and, and obviously this is all speculation that he's making money he could very well just be you know playing chess just to play chess because he likes it because yeah. i mean everybody has their own thing that they like doing exactly and if his is chess right i mean you have i mean I don't, don't get know. me wrong. Chess, being a hobby, totally cool. Stimulates the brain, makes you think ahead. It's a lot better Absolute, than checkers, actually. There's a lot more moving parts. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I just want to throw this out here. Cracker Barrel doesn't have chess. They just have checkers because they know their clientele. Okay. I um, play I play checkers. I don't, I don't play chess. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I want to point out there. Okay. I know how to play chess. Choose not to. Okay. I'd rather play like shoots and ladders. So you or... basically just said that there's a lot more moving parts of chess and that it was more intelligent and then you declined ever playing chess. Not, or that you not, not would saying... rather play the more simple form. I mean, I would be lying if I said I didn't have a chess set somewhere around here. I would also be lying if I told you I frequently get it out. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of dust out there. Well, that was, I mean, I was never thinking about how often I play chess either. We're just talking about this guy who apparently is getting his life taken over by playing chess. chess constantly. Right. I mean, that's that's got to be a problem. I mean, you can't ever do one thing all the time. One thing I want to break down, too, is, like, it's one thing to play chess and, like, go up against, like, some other person, you know, with with the evolution of technology now, and, like, you can play someone in a different country, mm-hmm. you know, all this. But the part that confuses me, you know, right off the top is – He's replaying matches. So that, too. that she well, had a very valid question when she asked who replays chess matches. It's one thing, like if I mean, how, if you replay a chess match, are you saying that like every single move that was already done, you're just gonna redo, 
Or is it like oh, a no, no, remix? I think that he's literally just watching, isn't he? Well, it says it. I mean, he's talking about watching streams and then replaying other matches. I mean, that, I think that could be taken two ways. Yeah. One of which no, is replaying very, streams very right. and like rewatching the that's same thing I over again. It. Yeah, that's how. Which I took it. honestly, I mean, with all the moving parts of chess, if you're trying to build like I guess. a strategy he's of to, some like, way, learn, I guess. Yeah. I took that as like <laughs> he played he was, a chess game and right. then he just went. You know what? Let's do it one more time just to see if it changes. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert: I don't think it's going to. I, I no. I think it's gonna probably be the same, same turnout there. Um. All right. So there also is, there's an go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, let's break down her side of that. Okay. Um. So she is speculating that he's talking to. Somebody. Yeah. We don't know who somebody. I don't know. I think she assumes it's a woman. Right. Okay. I think she right, is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because she was upset about him leaving at whatever time. That's also... Who holds events at 7 o'clock no, at night? No, that... Yeah, that definitely that puzzles just, me. just turn into an all-night event. Right. I mean... 5 o'clock, sure. Like, you can get away with that. Like, get you some food. Be, you gotta be diehard. Like, chess has gotta be in your blood. And it sounds like it's in this guy's yeah. blood. Oh, yeah. Right? But... Like I said, five o'clock you can get away with that. Seven o'clock that's an awkward time, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Especially to start an all night. I mean, that's like a seven o'clock is like, I think probably pre sneaky link. Okay. Um, which makes it a little sketch, but after that, obviously you're getting into the sneaky link times. Right. Right. Um, which makes it really sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's break it down from her point of view. Yeah. Her boyfriend. Yep. Loves chess. Yeah. All Fantastic. for it. Find a hobby. Right. Go at it. Yeah. Consumes his life. Uh, Essentially. <laughs> consumes his life. I mean, we just, you know, fell right off the table there when you said that. I mean, we went from hobby to consumes your life. I mean. Okay. No, no, no. no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. In. Chess could be a hobby. Start as a hobby. I would assume. Start Definitely. as a hobby. So they know about it. She knows about it. He knows about it. Table's clean. Right. Slowly, she sees it start to consume his life, right? Ten hours, um, all night, watching people play chess. And I get there's people out there, I can't say I'm one of them, people out there that watch other people play video games. Um, you know, Twitch, towards that. Twitch is a big thing, yeah. I know. Um, and I'm sure there's a wide market for people out there that watch stuff like this. Uh, but I think at some point you have to draw the line as far as how much time, right? Because it, the way she's explaining it is it's, it's taken up a lot of his time. Definitely. Right. If anything consumes your life, I got to think that's not that healthy for you. No. Even if it's something like like if you're, your career, like obviously working a career and working hard at your career is very, it's productive. Right. You know, it makes you feel good. You get places in life. But if it consumes your life, that's a problem. Right. So her boyfriend consumed by chess. Um, begins to pick up other habits, uh, getting messages. Previously stated that he doesn't want to do it on the phone because the UI sucks, but now he's using his phone and getting messages. Right. So obviously the brain's going to immediately go to, well, they're talking to somebody. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, if my girlfriend took up, like, like I said, shoots and ladders, another board game. Mm-hmm. If she just became an absolute... Shoots and ladders right. fanatic. Which is easy to do. Be careful out there. There's shoots and there are ladders in yeah. that game, yeah. Right. Follow suit. Yeah, I mean, that's right up your alley. Oh, yeah. 
shoots and ladders, right? Starts off, starts watching Twitch streams or starts watching people play shoots and ladders. Mm -hmm. Bad example, I'm now realizing, because shoots and ladders is not intellectually stimulating whatsoever. <laughs> but point hey, it has its own market, okay? <laughs> there are some people who believe six year that olds, it is. Six-year-olds yes. that buy the sexy Bernie Sanders costume. Yeah. Um, Dear God. <laughs> and then all of a sudden starts playing shoots and ladders on a phone, starts getting a whole bunch of messages. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as to log into her shoots and ladders account and delete it. I mean, I understand where it's coming from, but I think, I think you jumped a couple steps. Obviously Absolutely. they probably, they had to have talked about it. Yeah. Um, obviously they did talk about it and it caused a ruckus. Like my word choice. There? I think a ruckus is perfect. Ruckus. For yeah. This situation. It's a ruckus for sure. But I mean, I don't think I could go in and delete it. No. Right. No, I think there are definitely other measures to take. Like, uh, I mean, I guess she'd already probably questioned him quite a few times about this. You, ha you have to. So she kind of probably felt cornered a little bit. Okay. But, I mean, at that point, it's got to be like, listen, <laughs> it's uh, I'm, I'm going to walk out of here. And right, uh, right. you just go ahead and enjoy your chess. But uh, I'm going to go live my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go, like, hang out with my friends or, like actually go see my family right just not you know, chess. open just open the blinds and right. see some sunlight <laughs> <laughs> there is an update to this one actually okay, okay. that's interesting there is an update interesting okay yeah. so i posted this just before i went to bed i hear sounds in the kitchen that wake me up and i see my boyfriend packing his things this just took a turn well we had a bit of a fight but in the end he admitted to using his chess account to hook up with a girl from college even though he admitted he is still furious about his account and how he was some really high FM rank. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's whatever chess. Friggin' master at chess. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, that's definitely uh, what it is. Judging by the comments, it seems like I went way too far by deleting his account, but it also seems like my suspicions were correct. So, um, obviously, these are on paper. I don't have them up on my phone, so I just printed them out. Can't look at the comments. But yeah. it seems like everyone else is, you know, following the same page. Yeah, definitely. Um, deleting also, the account was yeah. a little. Uh, it was a bit of a stretch, um, but, you know, she was spot on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, <laughs> right. So I guess that makes her a little bit less of an asshole, but I got to think that she's still probably an asshole. Mm -hmm. um, also, Chessheads comment, what does FM mean? Tell uh, tell Colin if he's right or not. <laughs> Say that again for us, Colin. What is that? What does FM mean in chess? Friggin' master. Okay. Yeah. Friggin' like F-R-I-G-G-O-N. Not yeah. I. We can get friggin'. Right. No. Friggin'. Yeah. Um, Chessheads, please verify. Also, one other thing I want to point out here. If he's 24 now, this is just going, this is, I don't know why I just thought about this. Okay. And he's had a chess account for 10 years. Right. It means 14. Yep. That's middle school? Middle school, high school, depending okay. on where you fall. Okay. Did the girl he met in college, was she a chess head as well? Or was it was this like, hey, you know... I got this secret hookup where right. we can talk. Yeah. Chess.com. Right. I mean, that's a little incognito, <laughs> like, uh, communication tunnel there. Right. But I still probably would think she's a chess head. <laughs> chess head? Um, what's... <laughs> she's definitely a what's... chess head. However, what's that the... Hold would on. be hilarious. What's the proper terminology for someone that loves chess? Are we just going to stick with chess oh, head? it has to be chess head. Chess head. That's... Chess heads, please verify. <laughs> Please verify if this is correct, along with FM. Everybody's a, everybody's a freaking master chess head here. Yeah. 
Okay. So that was Am I the Asshole. We're going to try and, try and make that a weekly thing. Not a weekly thing, but, you know, I think we have fun A normal doing that. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I got to think that's going to be, you know. We're going to call a lot of people assholes. I got to think people want to hear Well, you and I are assholes, too. Assholes. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there's going to be one of them right. on there for us I mean, we eventually, you know, like, we have to know what an asshole looks like. You know, so we and need it's to staring be, across the exactly, table right exactly, now. Absolutely, right. we got to be one to know what they are. <laughs> All right. So another thing that we like to do at Bandit Bros Radio is we uh, we sports bet. We do responsibly. We, we always do. sports bet responsibly. We're all over the age, legal age. Yep. Um. So you know, something I just wanted to initiate into here to try and you know loop in all of our other socials. It's the. No, oh, excuse me. I got snuck up on me. It's the weekend of the 19th of November. So we got college football going on today. Week 12, things tomorrow. are heating up. Right. Um, NBA is on, NFL is on. So we're just going to go through. Both Owen and I have uh, have some picks. We're going to make a lock on. Uh, you can follow us over on our TikTok account. We'll get that put over. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it. Go ahead. You've got the honors. The Houston Cougars versus Memphis. Memphis okay. is five and five. Yep. I believe Houston is. Let me double check here, but I want to say they're, they're a one loss football team. Nine, nine and one. Yep. Correct. Yep. Um. It's it's got to be. I mean, that's got to be. That's going to be one of my picks. Hundred percent. Yeah, I right? agree. Although, you know, in the group of five, anything can happen in any week. I mean, that's if anybody. True. If anybody tunes into Maction during the middle of the week, anybody. Can yeah. beat anyone, right? In the right. in the in the group of five, right? However, we're talking about a Houston Cougars football team that is nine and one in contending for an American Championship that has potentially a playoff team in it. When in the Cincinnati Bearcats, I mean, right? I, I don't blame you at all. That's a that's a good pick. Um, I've seen crazier stuff for sure, though. Memphis is two and four in conference, though, too. Okay, very, so uh, that's good to know. Also, yeah. I think you know what. Late in season, they're playing for pride, playing for bowl eligibility. You know, I think they're gonna be they're gonna bring it for sure. But I think Cougars, right? Probably got, probably got that one in the bag. My next pick, the Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines versus the Maryland Terrapins. Yep. Michigan, you know, coming off that, they, uh, who was it last week they played? Iowa? No, not Iowa. No. It was State. This is bad. Then Indiana. Is Indiana. Yep. I knew it was one of the I's. Or no, they played Penn State last week. No, it was Penn State. You're yep. right. Penn State. Honestly. You'd, you'd think I would have done my research after really, this. Really, really tough atmosphere. Um, Spread was even on that game. Yeah. First time I've seen an even spread in quite a while. But, I mean, they're coming off. You know, they had that upsetting loss to Michigan State. Uh, obviously, watching that game, I know you were probably watching that game. To me, Michigan seemed like the better team throughout the game. Uh, a couple mishaps here and there. Uh, and then, you know, the Spartans ended up taking over at the end. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Growing up in the state of Michigan, watched a lot of Michigan football. I think the biggest I gotta thing. I got to think this, is, this might be the best Michigan team I've seen, and I don't understand how they were managed to lose right that game. I got to think. I think the biggest kicker for them was the four and out right of the second half. Yeah. Like that. Well, I mean, that was you, tough. if you look at a lot of the statistics, and if you watch the game, 
especially the first half. I mean, it, I totally agree that I think Michigan definitely outplayed Michigan State. However, momentum does not show up in the stat book, and it was very, very apparent that Michigan State had the momentum rolling in the second half. Right. And they had that on their side. They played a home game. There was a ton of hype around the game all week. College game days there, the atmosphere, it was one of a kind. And, you know, they're also – got to hand it to them. They're a fantastic football team. Kenneth Walker, I think he is – I think he's got to be in the running for the Heisman. Oh, top point. three at least. At least, I got to think. I mean, you see talented quarterbacks every year, but the things that this kid is doing is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm just going through looking at, at Maryland's uh, – schedule and previous games so far you know you got 2017 win over illinois not really anything to bat an eye about well but then illinois got some good wins also they right. played some tough games uh first game of the season 30 24 win over west virginia um and then you know they played ohio state 66 17 that's well that's gonna happen. that's par for the course that's, there. yeah that's gonna happen um michigan state 40 21 I think again another good football team. Mm-hmm. You know Michigan State. They, you know, if you lose forty to twenty one, if you're Maryland, you lose the forty to twenty one in Michigan State. So surely you want to win the game. Obviously, no college team ever goes into a game hoping that they only lose by whatever number. But I mean, they're probably looking at Michigan State like they're a good football team. So Maryland, Maryland's got Michigan this week. Finish the season up next week with Rutgers. Um, Michigan's got Maryland this week, obviously, and then they're going to finish their season against the Buckeyes. Um, you know, we've talked, especially in the state of Michigan, there's been a lot of people that have talked about, is Harbaugh in the spot that he needs to be in with Michigan? Do you think that he deserves to stay in Michigan, or is is it time for him to move on? I don't think that they're going to go with anyone else. I think that he's their guy. Um I've looked at this game, the Maryland game, all year as a potential trap game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at a Michigan team that I think is probably better than Maryland, but given the situation, they play Ohio State the very next week. I think they're going to kind of play as conservative as it, if they possibly can without just handing Maryland, you know, laying down in front of Maryland. Right, right. But Maryland at the same time has got a lot to play for still. They've got some talented kids on offense. Uh, Tagovailoa at quarterback puts up some serious numbers. Um, you know that's a that's a tough game for sure. I mean, I would never, I would never put that as a lock. All um, right. What do you got for your picks for this week? Um. So my lock, I have. Hear me out. Not a real banger game. Not a barn burner. We got number six Notre Dame playing Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, three and seven. And obviously Notre Dame outside looking in playoff picture, but the spread is 17 in the favor of the Irish. Okay. So I, my lock, my lock is Notre Dame covering the spread. Okay. Over Georgia Tech. I mean, there are going to be squashed yellow jackets all over that campus. Right. They, I mean, it's going to be ugly. They're just going to be laying all over the ground. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I got to think Notre Dame can take care of a. A 17-point victory over the right. Georgia Tech. Right. Or, I guess, 18 to technically cover. Right. So, that's my lock for, for the week. Well, make sure you uh, you know follow us on TikTok. You can see all of our picks over there. 
Um, you know, if you want to, send us your picks. Uh, love to see them. That is sports picks, not pictures. Sports yeah, picks. Yeah, please, please don't send me pictures. Uh, you know, send them in. Look them over. Uh, any big wins that you guys have. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish the show here with a little uh, little activity. I would guess. You know, you and I are big sports guys. Yeah. And everything big thing in sports every year is the draft, right? Of course. Who's going one? Who's going two? Yep. yep. Um, seeing a couple other people do something like this, but we're gonna make our own draft. Let's do it. Not sports related. Absolutely not. Uh, here in Michigan, snow is starting to fall, starting to stick a little bit. So, uh, although we're both older now and, you know, online classes are starting to take over to where these aren't as apparent anymore, we figured we'd do our top five snow day activities. I love it. And we're just going to put two teams together. Uh, let us know who you think wins. Uh, and if you if you have some picks that you think we missed, you know, send them our way, banditbrosradio.com, or at gmail.com. Absolutely love it. Nothing got your blood pumping as a kid more than a snow day. No, for sure. You Wake know, you up. had, like, the spoon underneath the pillow for the snow days. Yep. I think they put ice cubes in the toilet. In the toilet, yep. Yep, Ritual. those are big snow days yep. things. Nothing like waking up at 6, 7 in the morning and... Just no. watching the news out. and they're flipping through all the. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's perfect. You see your city's name on there, and you jump back into bed like it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> all right, Owen. Since you're my co-host today, I'm going to let you take the first overall pick. What do you got? Um. So growing up, backyard had a hill in it. So our number one snow day activity as a kid was probably sledding. I mean, mom worked at home. She couldn't stand three kids in the house, so she kicks us outside even though it's freaking cold. Kicks us outside. we got nothing better to do. We're going to get our, our hats and our gloves on. We're going to go sledding. So that's probably number one. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it is now, but you okay. know, as, a, as a kid, right, right, we're right, talking, right. you know. Like elementary, like middle right, school yeah, type, middle school okay. type thing. Yeah, that's probably number one for me. Okay. Um, My number one, I don't really know if it's an activity, okay. but like my favorite thing about snow days, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, yeah, no school. Oh, well, yeah. Go back to bed. <laughs> that's like the whole point. Go back to bed. Right. <laughs> right. I think that's probably cheating, but I think that's probably the most talented activity in the in the draft. Okay. Here's this. Yeah. Activity, going back to bed. Yeah. Okay. Just waking up, seeing it, right. saying, you know what? This day can wait another three hours. Mm-hmm. Go curl up in bed. That's right. Undefeated. I, Undefeated. I can't. I mean, I'm looking at Sleeping In's record. I, it's not <laughs> lost. It's never lost. They probably have the best record in the history of anything and ever. And anything, yeah. 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 And yep. America won two world wars. Right, exactly. I mean, how do you beat that? But snow days? Right. Sleeping in? Oh. Timeless. Oh, yeah. 100%. All right, Colin. So my next one. Um, it's got to be probably gaming. I was, don't really much anymore, but middle school, high school, you know, I'd get on these runs where, you know, you're playing playing something, playing with your buddies for, for hours. So that's probably probably number two for me although you know as a kid they don't they don't let you play for hours like they do when you're a little bit older so (laughs) that was probably the thing i look forward to the most what was your go-to game go-to game um as a kid the one that stands out for sure is ncaa football i would play that for hours right between the playstation 2 and the playstation 3 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would grind that yeah that was my favorite game so you're just big. Do you ever get so you you're in the football? Do you ever get into like MVP baseball? 
or NCAA basketball? Um, NCAA basketball, as I was in high school, I got a little uh, streaky with that too. Um, but overall, consistently throughout my time gaming was for sure NCAA. I Fine. played MVP baseball, mm-hmm. though, the college baseball game. Mm-hmm. I got into that. That was right. different. Probably not the best game. Right. You Definitely know, better As far as, like, you know, there. if I put out a survey or whatever, nobody's saying that's the best game. Right. But um, playing baseball growing up, I thought that game was pretty pretty dope. Going along the same lines, I mean, I played video games, too, uh, on snow days. I was a big slugfest guy. Love baseball. Now you just throw absolutely random just throw haymakers at people. Baseball's on fire. As a kid, there's nothing better. No. You're 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 throwing sports and then destruction. Right. Just fighting. And action, yeah, and fire. Yeah. Fire. Right. You can't beat it. No, absolutely. You can't not. beat it. No, that's a, that's a good pick. Solid pick. My number 2 is going outside, kind of similar to your sledding, but making a snowman. Those were always really fun for me as a little kid, you know, being able to you know, throw whatever you have as a face, throw a hat on top finding the perfect sticks for the arms. Yeah. Um, I also had some siblings, too, so, you know, making a snowman outside was really fun for all of us to do together. Yeah, definitely. I can agree with that. And um, I also like that because uh, I don't have any friends. So <laughs> I had a... That hurts a little bit. I, I created my own friend, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And, um, did, you, did you name your snowman? Well, I think they had different names. Gotcha. You, know? you just made a different one every single time. Yeah, yeah. So there's different different friends. So did in you that ever, case, I have a lot of friends. Did you ever take uh, water and food coloring and like paint the snowman? No. No. You did that? Yeah. That's you, a thing? you didn't do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, you just take some food coloring and put it in water and put it in like a little spray bottle. Uh huh. And then you right on the snowman. And, yeah. My childhood was a failure. I mean. <laughs> you're basing you're basing that off of the fact that you didn't paint your snowman. <laughs> I guess okay, that that's, might be a that's little just, harsh. That's just a hand throw up moment. Right. Like, Dang man, harsh. I didn't paint snowman yeah, when I was I little. Mean, if I didn't, you know, if I couldn't control myself, I'd flip this table over. <laughs> I mean, I am that close. <laughs> I cannot believe I did not think of that. Number three, what do you got? Um, you know, so I think that my next couple answers um, are what my parents thought my favorite activities were Okay. Uh, to do on snow days. But not, growing not really your favorite. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I mean, every snow day that I can remember involved a shovel for sure. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't have the driveway and the, the walkway shoveled before my dad got home, I mean. Hell to pay. Well, I wouldn't say that, but hack to pay. Yeah, that's more like it. Okay. Yeah, that's way more like <laughs> it. It was not really that pretty. So now I'm there with you. I mine was always a big sh- uh, shovel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the one nice thing though is that my dad. I mean, we had a snowblower too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So my dad would get like yeah. most of it done, and I right. would just yeah, sit there, no, especially they... like elementary, and just start throwing snow all right, over the place. Right. Yeah. And... I mean, and then usually. You know, when I was younger, especially, if you're doing it with your dad, right, it turns into a snowball fight a little bit. Right. You know, um, the ending usually is not that fun. Usually it involves a face full of snow. Correct. Um, and your your butt and your feet kind of up in the air, right. stuck in the side of a, a snow pile. Your childhood was brutal. Man. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, but you look at back on it and you, you think it's funny. Right. For sure. My third pick is... You know, you go outside, 
you know, play in the snow, whatever. Mm-hmm. My third pick is coming back into some hot chocolate. Oh, that's a good one. Right. That's solid. Right. You yeah. go outside and you're freezing. Yeah. The only, always the weird thing that really freaked me out all the time mm-hmm. was, you know, you're outside in the snow and the sun's bouncing off the snow, super bright, and you come back inside and you can't see. Yeah, it. no, yeah. You just can't see. It's like a flashbang. Yeah. You know? But, you know, you come back inside, uh, make yourself some hot chocolate, throw mm-hmm. a couple marshmallows on there and just mm-hmm. sip on that for a little bit. Hopefully watch some cartoons. Right. You know, and that was, that was, there were some times I can vividly remember, like, I'm just going to go outside and run around and then just get and cold then, and yeah, come back and, in and get some hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely, definitely a good way to go. Did that quite a few times. But here's, here's where mine gets even better in that situation. Okay. My mom is an angel. Okay. And she, so, she is. Yep. Um, Makes amazing grilled cheese yes. too, by the way. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that would sell nationwide. Oh yeah. Um, So anyway, we're outside. Which she obviously appreciated when we were little because... Get out of the house. Right. Because she worked from home. Mm-hmm. Still does. Um, but we'd come back in and it was made for us already. That's... Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's just... I Angel mean, status, easily. She's... I mean, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to make dinner. You don't have to do anything for, like, the rest of our childhood. Like, that right. is it. Right. You know? Right. Just like, have, have the hot chocolate right. ready. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's end-all, be-all right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you got number four. All right, so number four. Um, and I'm curious to see how many other people had this as a kid, but um, I always seem to be asking my mom if I could go places when I know that she'll say no because, obviously, if it's not safe enough to go to school, it's not safe enough to go anywhere. Right. And especially before you can drive – She's not leaving work to take me somewhere when school is called off. Like right. we're, you know, we're stuck there. We ain't right. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I did that quite frequently. Where where did you want to go? Um, friends' houses that, you know, they would ask me or whatever, or they were having people over. Or, right. Um, you know, just going to hang out with other people <laughs> when All you know you can't. So you, so you had to go outside and make yeah, your own. Yeah. Right. Friends. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where the. The snowmen that were my friends came from. That you didn't paint with water. No. And food color. No, I know. I didn't, you know, I, we weren't close like that. Like, we weren't tight like right, that. Right, 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 right. It was just just white. Right, yeah. 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 White snow. Right. Um, My number four, and I'm, I'm curious to see this one, too, and kind of curious to see your response to it because you didn't do the snow painting. Do you ever take, like, bubbles outside? And blow bubbles outside and just watch them freeze. And then, in the snow? Yeah, like if it's cold outside, right? You just take bubbles and blow them, and then as they're blowing, they freeze and start getting heavier and fall. Like it's- we have got a couple things to do this way, <laughs> and that is one of them because I never did that. I uh, I always thought it'd be like, – because I always had the little – like the small bubbles to yeah, blow out there. Okay. I want to get one of those big wands that you just spin around oh, in and make the yes. huge bubble. Yeah. That I mean – yeah, but it, I mean it was really cool just – I was in elementary school. I was easily right. entertained. Yeah, of course. Right? So you just give me some bubbles. I'll go out there and blow them and just to watch it start to crystallize mm-hmm. or, and freeze. Right, yeah. It was just something cool that I like doing. The other thing, too, is uh, taking the uh, the pot of boiling water outside. Okay. Do you ever do that? And do what with it? You just throw it up in the air and it evaporates. What? Really? It turns to steam. Cause so- oh, man. No, I... Uh... Like, I made snowmen for my friends. Like, I didn't, like... <laughs> I mean, I was a loser. I wouldn't go as far to it. No, I, mean, I know. I was not a loser. But <laughs> no. 
but I never, I never did that. Like I didn't do what the cool kids did. I didn't throw water. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna say that the cool kids just went. Let me go get a pot of boiling water and throw it outside. I bet you they had other things to do. I guess. Or I like, know. let's go raid the storage closet in our house to find bubbles to blow outside. Yeah. I don't think that was top of their checklist. Maybe, but it was. It's on mine. Maybe so. neither one of us were cool. <laughs> <laughs> snow, snow days were our excuses to stay home and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. That was when we were in our natural habitat. <laughs> Alrighty, last mm-hmm. fifth and final pick. Um, your ride or die, your flyer. What do you got? So we're outside, right? Okay. So we had a dog growing up, black lab, and. She would grab anything that she could possibly come like within reach of. So when we were little, I got this dog when I was five. So grew up with it, real small kid. Right. And we would be outside with our hats and our gloves on, and we'd be, you know, the dog would be out because he was an outside dog. You know, gotta let the dog out so it can blow off some steam energy you know get it out and that thing would run as fast as a cheetah right at us and just tackle the hell out of us and <laughs> rip our like mittens and right and hats off and stuff and just blast us like i'm talking like if you looked up on youtube like football's hardest hits not before tar or before targeting i mean you know right, right, right. so we're we're talking like people literally getting murdered on the field <laughs> Like, that is what this black lab looked like, so, running after us. And we were probably um, probably nine, seven, and five. Okay. So we were just getting smoked so, by this dog so that's running full speed. Your go-to activity was just to get run over by a it, dog. It just happened that often. It just happened that often, like... It has to be a favorite activity because we had no choice. Like, right. we were just... we. Just wanted to get trampled yeah. by our dog. Yeah, no choice. You're going outside and you're letting the dog out because <laughs> it can't just sit in the kennel all the right. time. Right, right. That's that. I understand that right. part, but yeah. <laughs> your enjoyable fact from it is just getting run over. Well, you know, <laughs> especially because you know, as you get a little older, like you know, mom kind of lets you do you know some just more stuff because whatever. you can actually control yourself. You're not, right. you know, like right. You're not just a freak of a little child, you know, screaming all the time. So every now and again, I'd look out the window and like just my sisters were out there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're just looking out the window and you can just see it all unfold in front of you. (laughs) You can see the dog on the attack angle and you can see the victim and they just get blasted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. (laughs) So that was that's up there. Probably more of the watching. Okay. Because not getting run over, just watching someone else. Well, because it was like the most horrific thing in the whole world when, you know, you're your face is in the snow and your hat is no longer on your head <laughs> and, and everything is all snowy and soaking wet and well and you're just getting cold. you're just getting trampled right that's that's the kicker by this four-legged furry creature <laughs> that you call your pet you know like you feel like you're getting you brought her by into bear. your home and this is how she repays exactly you. yeah so i don't know all right my fifth and final pick i guess kind of similar to that really in a way in a roundabout way kind of okay. similar uh, my brothers and I would wrestle outside. Oh, okay. That but makes sense. and we'd have like full snow pants, thick mm-hmm. coat, gloves, That's and sound. wrestling because they're a lot bigger than I was. Wrestling just turned into them picking me up and throwing right. me into a snowbank. Okay. Yeah. So 
while I laughed at you getting trampled by a dog, mm-hmm. my fifth and final activity was just getting whitewashed right. by my siblings, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so who are you to judge me for that? <laughs> Come on. You just said the same thing, basically. Well, you know, it was family bonding, like yeah. sibling bonding, yeah. right? Just getting thrown into some snow. Well, our situation also is us versus the dog. True. You know? True. Okay. Well, let us know if you guys have any more snow day activities that we missed. Uh, we or probably just did good memories because I mean, really, some of those were not even activities; they were just well, you make getting trampled by a dog. Yeah. It could be an activity, yeah, I guess. Um, like I said, let us know if you have any more activities that you'd like to share that we did not cover. Um, we probably sound like we had no lives when we were little, right? Playing in the snow. That's getting, a separate, separate. Yeah, subject, we can we we can topic. talk about that later. That's yeah. a that's a different video we have to make, right? Um, I, I, I think that's gotta be that we're gonna have to wrap it up here. I think so. I mean, I can't believe it's going to end. <laughs> I mean, we are literally, we're sitting in the realms of history here. That's true. You know, we're, we're at the premiere of the, this, this the is almost Bros. the equivalent of the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl. That's exactly where I was going with that. Yep. It, I, they're going to look back in the annals of history. Right. Creation of fire, mm-hmm. the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl yeah. and the start of the Bandit Bros podcast. Right. We're going to bump the, the third one out because I know that Jackie Moon had another one in mind. But yeah, that's true. Is, He's a great promoter, America. by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Also as a Business voice, genius. voice of an angel. Yes. Love Miss Exit. Yep. Yep. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to end it there. You know, make sure follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter at, at Bandit Bros Radio. Um, you know, hope you like the podcast. Let us know what you think. Give us a couple downloads. Uh, you know, tell your friends because we don't have friends to tell. Right. So we're asking you to do it yep. for us. This is on you guys. Yeah. We got a call to action here. Yeah. This is, yep. I mean, tell us your snow day activities right. and then tell your friends, hey, right. go listen to these two idiots ramble right. on about God knows what for about yep. an hour. If you're looking for a contribution to society, this is it. Right. Here. This is. <sighs> well, the spreading of the. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right. No, I, no, like, no, our podcast yeah. is, we're not contributing no, anything. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> we're, we're bringing it down a little no, bit. Yeah, we're we we're not, knocking it down a little it's bit. It's not going to twist it here. We're not doing anything. Um, yeah, follow us on all of our socials. Show us some love, if you would be so kind. Um, and then, that's all I got. All righty. We'll see you guys next time.